guys welcome back to board draw we are on episode number 19 midweek fixtures done weeks you love midweek fixtures the first midweek the midweek fixtures of the uh yeah the season you said last week you were like oh um they always throw up some weird results because midweek there's um rotation playing at weird times blah 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 and you weren't wrong there was a couple of big results results, our predictions Yeah, our predictions were pretty stinky Little this bit week. I was, I was week. saved by Man United. No, you were last yeah. week. Yeah, last game. I was close though with the Everton result though. We had a couple where we were like one off or like one goal either way. So the football gods were not in our favour. Nah. Um, should we get right into it? We'll, get, we'll start with Crystal Palace versus Brentford. Yeah, do you see Zaha come out after the game? You see his post-match? I rate it so hard. Yeah. Like, that's a man who just wants to win. Yeah, he was... So basically, if you didn't see it, he came out post-game... Because obviously Brentford scored in like the 80, 80th minute, or the pre- yeah, like late in the game, and he just came out and said like we completely threw it away. He was fuming that they didn't get three points because the um, journalist was like, "Oh, do you see it as one point gained or two points dropped?" And he was like, two points dropped easily. Like we had the game, we should have killed it." Blah blah. And then there was people on Twitter that I saw saying like Patrick Vieira won't like that kind of attitude, and I think he'd love that kind of yeah. Attitude. Like if you want a player in your team, you want a player like that who is because he wasn't wrong at all. No, like as soon as they scored, they invited pressure, and he's like, "Why don't we just keep attacking? Yeah, why don't we keep sending the balls long?" Like they did, they invited pressure and they, they conceded for it. Um, yeah, uh, but like the fact that he's coming out and he's he's ha- happy to say that just shows what a winner he is. He's just a good player, I like Zaha. Yeah, his goal was disgusting he's, as well. he's he's um what's he on four goals this season yeah yeah yeah. i think yeah. he's he's yeah good player and better um, than harland we'll get on to harland because guys are fucking menace to society but um someone needs to stop that man just want to talk about brentford who haven't had like the most lively start to season few draws big win against united though but i think they play quite nice football i like what they're doing they've done well because they've kept obviously tony and they've done well in sort of like negating the loss that was Ericsson. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Hickey, still, I think, is a good signing. He had Aaron a good Hickey game. looks really good. Yeah. I mean, their recruitment has obviously been very good over the last few years. Even mm. when they're in the championship, the likes of Ben Rama, Ollie Watkins, Mope. So you can see that there's, they've got a really good recruitment team there. They don't make stupid signings, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they've definitely got enough about them to stay away from a relegation fight. They're hard to beat. Yeah, 100%. I saw a tweet earlier and it was like, who the fuck is going to get relegated? Because any team that you think is doing a little bit shit just gets a win out of nowhere. Like Southampton, I thought would be down there. Couple of nice wins. Um, Fulham, who I thought were going to be down there and we'll get onto them next. Beat Brighton, who I thought were like one of the best teams in the league so far. So for Fulham to get that result was outrageous. The likes of Leeds picking up points, Everton picking up points. So it's going to be tight down at the bottom, I reckon, this year. Yeah, I mean, it's the bottom three, uh, Wolves, Villa and uh, Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. yeah. I mean... And you know, I can't imagine anyone had those three in their bottom three at I mean, the start of the season. But yeah, that is... They look... The amount of money that Villa has spent... Sorry, tweet, it was the like team that were mid were, into the Midlands. And just Wolves, like, they don't score a lot, but they don't concede a lot. So it's like... Wolves are so boring, They're very solid, man. but they're, yeah, creative. Just, yeah, just lack Like, of we're not even going to talk about the Wolves game. It's fucking nil-nil. How are you... How do you nil nil against Brent, uh, Bournemouth? Bournemouth honestly, they've just been peppered like sixteen nil in the they've last. They've just three lost games. their manager. <laughs> yeah, the, if you can't score against Bournemouth, yeah, who can L. you score against now? Yeah. But we'll go on to Brighton versus Fulham, which we pegged for a good game because both teams are playing tidy, well. Tidy yeah, 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 playing 100%. well, and a two-one win for Fulham at home. Good result. Fantastic result. I mean, Fulham look like the real deal this season. They've invested wisely. 
they haven't done what they did a couple of years ago when they went out and splashed like just 200 Stupid million cash, yeah. on just random players. Mm. Um, but yeah, nah, Fulham looking very tidy. Mitro is on fire. Him and Harlan for the golden boot. Man. Everyone's terrified. Yeah, Mitro just looks like the player we, we knew he could be and that he was in a championship. He's just an absolute rat to defenders. Yeah, and- I wish him and Harland, like will come up against each other. Obviously, they're going to play at opposite ends of the pitch. They probably won't come up against each other too much. Maybe Mitro spends the game at centre-back and it's him on Haaland. Do you and imagine like a our corner, yeah. That's it. That'd be nice. But yeah, I just it's what a result for Fulham. Brighton looked really good in every game they played so far. Just yeah. really solid. Um, but yeah, Fulham had too much for them on the day. And, I think um, the it comes from... Fulham having just that clinical edge in the final third, lights of Mitro, Anderson, they're like fin- like tidy in the box. Whereas like Brighton, they got so good build up into the final third, and obviously Danny Welbeck wasn't playing that game. And they've got Undav, no because he's gone to Everton. Apparently, they're not sold on Undav at the moment, so he's not starting. So they played with um, Pascal Gross and Trossard. As the, as two, the two forwards yeah. and they're both not forwards they're so. much better in the build up exactly 100%, and like Grosh and even uh, Trossard very good at making those like third man runs mm. which is where you often see them score a lot of their goals but if you've got no striker to do those runs off of the runs don't really yeah, work yeah they don't they don't count for anything so I think that's what Brighton are lacking and it's surprising that they didn't really go into the market for a I think striker. someone like Broyo would have been a very good shrewd sign-in. New contract at Chelsea, which is weird. Yeah. Maybe uh, someone like Bereson Diaz. I know Fulham uh, put in a last-minute bid for him last yeah. night. Um, but yeah, that is my only concern for Brighton. They are sort of like the XG gods. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there was a couple of seasons ago where their XG was, was about crazy. 10 times what their um, goal yeah. count was. But yeah, I mean... They'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's a, it Fulham, they're playing very well. They've probably got a bit of a bounce for being back in the Premier League. Mm. And every team goes through a little bit of a struggle and this is one result. So, I mean, you just move on to next week. Do what you got to do. They're lucky the game's coming thick and what, fast as well. Grandpa is going to play that. My inspirational speech. He's going to play it for them. Do you know the like Arteta in All or Nothing where he like got up uh, Tony's tweet and he was like, this is what he's fucking saying about you. <laughs> You're like, move on to next week. Don't worry about it, guys. Just get a striker. Exactly. But the game's coming thick and fast. They get over it quickly. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of midweeks. I yeah. love midweeks. Um, surprise result Woo! the best result of the week I reckon yeah did you see the the TikTok of Mason Mount being yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, what what fixture do you look for mate if you're a footballer you just wouldn't come out and say anything in case it just bites you in the ass. yeah or, he'd be, or say something like good it's like yeah. Arsenal Man United yeah just like, go for a big dom but yeah Southampton violated them and we've said this before yeah Ralph Hasenhutl sides they're either amazing or shit. Terrible, yeah. Like, there is no in between. They're never There's mediocre. There's no consistency. Perhaps against Man United, they were kind of mediocre, but I didn't think they were bad at all. Mm. Um, they've made some very shrewd signings in the likes of Joe Rebo. And a couple Navia. more on deadline day. Yeah, quite, they um, they signed quite a few on deadline De La day. De Latakar and, um, and then a couple of uh, Man City Academy boys. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. going for the for Pep's underlings. Yeah, yeah, mate, I love it though. I rate that because obviously, you know, the only other talent has got a City. He's, he's, he's probably gone to Lavia being like, who else is good? <laughs> My guy's born in 2004. Isn't that fucked? How's he out there scoring goals in the Prem? Born in 2004. You've got a rate man. That's, yeah, a, nah, that's crazy. a talented baller. But um, let's talk about Chelsea. Another loss. 300 million plus spent. They signed is that the most expensive? Aubameyang on deadline. Yeah, the most expensive window ever, I think. Did they get Alvarez through the door? No, no. Apparently Ajax wouldn't let him go because they were like, we've lost too many players, which is fair enough. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, so they signed a Bamiang. Is he the answer to their problems? He, I mean, they're giving him a number nine shirt, so he's going to yeah, have a stinker. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they needed he's a like, striker. They needed boys. a striker. We know what Oba can do on Come his on day. Come on the blues. And like, potentially... I know he didn't have a very good end to his Arsenal career, mm. but if he can recapture any sort of the form that he showed during the, the early years, then they've got a great strike on There's definitely hands. a player in there still. For I like mean, he was banging goals for Barca. Yeah. Um, and I know it's, it's a different league. I but bang goals for Barca, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> I, I, do you know what? They need a striker. There's not a lot of options out there unless you want to spend big money. Yeah. They got him, what was it, 12 million? Yeah. So fairly shrewd deal I, I don't think it's a long contract either no I think it, well, I'm, I think it's two years with the option of an extra one yeah so two years bad. I mean he is towards the end of his career yeah and he is very much reliant on his pace but I still think he, he he's got that connection with Tuchel didn't he so maybe there's something but there. he's a more dynamic striker than the likes of Lukaku yeah but he's probably less dynamic than Werner I think the problem there is like Lukaku got done for not pressing enough and Aubameyang isn't going to offer you that I don't think but yeah, potentially, I mean, it begs the question. They've now got Sterling, Aubameyang, Havertz, Mount. Like, how is, it, how is this formation going to sort of There's goals in there. Yeah. And if Tuchel can't get the goals out of them, maybe it's, maybe it's a Tuchel problem. Yeah, potentially. I mean, did you see the uh, the memes about them lining up with like 11 at the back? Yeah, when they were linked with um, that geezer from Leipzig. What's his name? Is it Leipzig? Uh, the Is it Serbian brother? Uh, like... Galvidal, Joseph Galvidal. I remember for like ninety million yeah. they wanted to pay. I mean, they got Fofana, didn't they? Yeah, Fofana's a good player, but ninety million—that's that's that is crazy. And so they pay ninety million for Fofana, and then we're gonna pay another ninety million for Galvidal. And it's like I get that Thiago Silva is about fifty years old, and Koulibaly is quite old, so you're gonna need like a next gen of yeah. centre backs. But fuck me, like can't spend two hundred million on defenders and yeah, three hundred million in a transfer title. window. But you look at their squad and you think, are they any closer than they were no. to, to Liverpool or Man City in the previous seasons? In my opinion, they're and it's just away. definitely not. Yeah, I, I would, I'd probably agree with that. I just, and like losing two one to Southampton is not ideal at all. They've had a pretty sticky start to the season. They got Zakaria from Juventus as well in centre mid. Just remember yeah. that. Which I mean, is average. I think. Yeah, it's not. It's not an outstanding signing. Someone like a Frankie De Jong would have been brilliant. That's that would kind have of what they needed. The game for them, yeah. That's what they are lacking that creative player in midfield. Because right now, I'd put them below Arsenal and Tottenham in my like race for top four. But if they got Frankie De Jong, I'd put them right in with like above Man Jandles. United. We'll get on to Man United. Yeah. I know, well done on the win, but there's problems there still. I think in my yeah. Opinion. Just finish up on Chelsea. Like you, you said this as well. I think maybe during our Premier League predictions where you said. They are always there is always fire behind the scenes at Chelsea. And is their mid season sort of explosion happening early? I think there if a couple more bad results, people are gonna start talking. I, I mean I'm already starting to talk, but Do you think two is gonna last out the season or would you give it a couple of weeks before you make that sort of uh, call? I think you've got to give him a couple more weeks. Who have they got fixture wise? They've got um coming up. I can tell you that. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, fucking. Oh, here we go. Here we so, go. they've got West Ham, which is a hard result. London, yeah, Derby. London Derby. Fulham. Fulham on fire. on fire. And that's away. And then Liverpool. So, three games where... And then Crystal and, Palace. So, there's three or four hard games where there are fixtures that you you wouldn't want if you were struggling. No, nah, they, they would be like a Bournemouth or a Villa maybe. Or in straight there. in like an Arsenal or a Man United where you, you've got to be up for the game. You don't want like a team that's... 
West Ham or Fulham where they're like tricky but and then you don't want to Liverpool that they could beat you but you're expected to win exactly that and then like you don't want to Liverpool which is like you're not expected to win but you could get absolutely ruined you want like a like you said like a, a stinker of a team or a team on your levelish like Arsenal Tottenham Man United where you can get up for the game like they did when they played Tottenham they got up for the game and played well and threw, uh, threw it, they threw it away didn't they and so you won one of those games I think they're tricky games for Chelsea so the next few weeks could be quite telling for but Chelsea but you know what's weird is that Chelsea especially on the two shoot have been very good defensively and like this season it's gone out the window yeah it's, and I don't know whether that's because Rudiger's gone I think oh, he's so I think but he Mendy, so underrated Mendy has had an absolute howler of a season howler, so far howler howler and when is, it, when is it time where you look and go perhaps we look to our bench <laughs> I mean how much worse can it be? That's true. Well, it's because like 150 million keeper to 180 million keeper. The worst thing is, yeah, if you're a keeper, and I'm speaking from experience here, as a... As a, as a Built like a goalkeeper. As a, as a Premier on. League goalkeeper, former. Yeah. Um, there is nothing worse than going out there and just getting shot to pieces every game. And like, if, they, if they've got a defence in front of them that can't defend, their confidence is just going to go down and down. You want a keeper at the top confidence, man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe 100%. give Mendy a break. We know what he can do. That's why he came in and he smashed up the Premier League. He basically conceded no goals for like just yeah. time. And now suddenly he's making these weird mistakes. Just, yeah. There's give, problems at Chelsea. Give him a break, man. Let him go back Let him go back to Senegal, go on holiday, chill out for a bit <laughs> and then come back, revitalise. Two, two know? holidays in that. Maybe he needs to like dye his hair or something. I don't know. Oh, come on. The man them. But yeah. Talking about right. dyeing his hair. Have you seen Anthony Gordon's hair these days? Looking like Claire Balding. Linked with Chelsea, yeah. but um, I think Frank Lampard would be very happy to have kept him. Since those links, my guy's turned... Like, he's been good for a while now. We can say this. That, he's like, banging goals in now. 65 million for a guy who scored two deflected goals, and he's come on and scored like three goals since then, and they've all been decent. Yeah, yeah. He's obviously getting in the right areas. and Wait, He's playing up top now, isn't he? Because um, they haven't really got striking. And then they signed Neil Mope, and apparently the Premier League couldn't get the um, paperwork done in time for him to play that game. So Gordon was still um, up top. And yeah, he looked quite good. I think it was quite an even game. I'd say Leeds started off pretty poorly, actually, which is unusual because obviously Leeds being at home, you'd think like the Ellen Road crowd would just be, be it, yeah. right on their ass, and they'd be on crud immediately. But they actually weren't. They started quite slow and gave Everton the goal. And then from then on, it was more Leeds. But um, good game. I think there's two teams there. I think Leeds, I had them quite high in my predictions, but... Um, I think they look quite good. Yeah, I, I think obviously Rodrigo being out with an injury when That's he was, annoying, when he's yeah. on form, yeah, is not what you want. I Bamford put a bet well. pre-game. Still out. Yeah, but I, yeah. Think, I, I think he was on the bench. But I had a bet on Rodrigo, and he just got injured immediately. And and they like, lost their best player cheers, in, in the transfer window quite early on in uh, Tyler Roberts. Yeah, to QPR. To QPR. Is he yeah. Out? yeah, he's doing all right. He, he's been a bit injured, oh. but he did score a good goal in the Classic. cup. So, but um, yeah, obviously losing Rafinha is a massive deal. Um, Sinistera looked good to be fair in Sinistera, the game Sinistera I've been really impressed with Adams as well um, yeah. you see they let Dan James go to Fulham that was you know what, that really surprised me like, probably one of the most random ones I thought he was quite integral to yeah them. I thought he was like a starting 11 player and he, I think he was linked with a couple other teams as well but, I um, saw he was linked with Tottenham yeah which would have been that would have been a strange one yeah but, but um, yeah like, very like last said, minute as well and there wasn't any sort of like sniff of it happening no it just no, came out of nowhere I don't know if he had like maybe like a falling out with Jesse Marsh or something which doesn't seem but like he seems like an alright guy I was just like I was going through Twitter like and he came up saying I think Fulham announced it as Dan German like Dan <laughs> Danger Man but it was Dan in red letters <laughs> they do that didn't they? they they like get like a so it was like Kazawa and it was like it's 
power time or something like that. And I was yeah, like, and I was they're getting and, a bit dry. And all the replies was just like, he's not German, he's English. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not even English, is he? Who, Dan James Welsh? Welsh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it, yeah. Just, yeah, it's, it's weird. Full of, get your act together, man. Come on, get the media, well. media department, what that's are you doing? Uh, but yeah, that's it. do you know what? I think Everton would be very happy with that result. I know a lot, they look hard to beat. Well, I think they recruited well in the defence. Connor Cody and Tarkovsky, like, they're probably just on the end of their primes, but they're, like we said a couple of times, they're prem proven, which Everton needed. And they've gone to a back five, uh, and in that back three inside it, they've got uh, Connor Cody, who's probably one of the best defenders in a back three. Mm, like, yeah. he's played that his entire career, basically. Yeah. Uh, and like you say, yeah, Tarkovsky, a brilliant signing. Um, I just think that Frank is setting them up to be hard to beat. Yeah, and well, I think he's probably gone on in the there. counter. They've got pace in the likes of Damari Gray. Yeah, I think and he's gone in there and seen like there's not much like technical what, there's no, quality. There's no quality, yeah. So as long as we're hard to beat and we catch a break every now and goal, then yeah. with like Damari Gray or Gordon, we'll get enough to stay up and like get. He probably like get to each window. Yeah, get to get to January. Yeah, and, and then do a little bit more. Do yeah. a little bit more. And then so, you can slowly introduce that technical. Dele, yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, Delhi Ali had quite a good uh, Besiktas debut. I saw, I saw a tweet where it's like Delhi's loving life in Turkey, and I was like, oh, yeah. Well. I mean, fair play to him. I, I like to see Delhi do well, but uh, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, we'll do like a England's lost gems or something like. Speaking that. of another day, let's move on to Wednesday's fixtures. Let's jump! <laughs> I wish, but um. Arsenal five out of five. Arsenal five out of five. Who'd have thought? And do you know what the best part of this game for me was? Because I didn't, I didn't think Villa actually looked that bad. Do you know that Paul Rudd meme where it's like, um, look at us? How do you thought? Yeah, um, yeah. I thought Villa actually weren't that bad. I think they started off quite well, um, but then, yeah, just the Arsenal show happened, and Arsenal quite injury injury. Um, we've been right. Now. We've got problems, and I think that's why we were going like panic stations for Douglas Louise. I didn't think Sambi Lokonga was that impressive. I thought he was alright. I think to get shoved in to a lone pivot role um, and be like quite young and unproven is quite scary. I think he's had a couple of games there where he hasn't been good but I'd say this is probably his best game so far as that lone pivot. But like you said, I think the first half, we should have gone in about four or five nil up. We were peppering the goal. We had like two or three cleared off the line. But that was after like 15 minutes. Yeah, we had like a 10 minute kind of period where like, I think we were both trying to figure each other out. Yeah. Because it's normally quite tight when we play Villa. But then Gabriel Jesus, Saka and Martinelli as a front line is fucking frightening. Let's just talk about what a season Martinelli's having. This could be his... baller. Like I know we know how good he is, but this, like he's doing it consistently. I don't think people outside of like Arsenal and people that have like Arsenal mates know how good Martinelli is. He, I think he... I don't think he gets applauded. Like, I know Gabriel Jesus is the, the marquee man. Yeah. But I think Martinelli's been your best player this season. I almost agree because for me, I don't think he gets applauded. It's one, because he plays for Arsenal when everybody likes to shit on Arsenal. And two, because he's not English. Yeah. But I'd say he's like on par kind of like current ability with like the likes of Saka, Sancho and all that. And probably got a higher ceiling than all of them. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. And he's younger than all of them, I think. Yeah, no, he, he is absolute quality. Yeah. You can see that he, he's not scared to like take so on So tenacious. Like every game, whatever, um, what kind of position? Right back? Yeah, whatever right back he's taking on, no matter who it is, Trent, fucking Reese James, he'll have them on fucking crud. Yeah, he's probably the, the left winger right now you don't want to come up against. Yeah, he's a men- menace. I mean, 
the guy is just on crud and his pressing as well is so Crazy. impressive. Yeah, he's and that's so, what I like about so impressive. Three. And which is why Aubameyang, I, I could see why Arteta probably was not kind of like gutted to lose him because when you see the press in action, you see that Aubameyang wasn't suited to that at all. Yeah. I, I, another thing about Arsenal as well, like obviously they went 1-0 uh, up mm. and then they conceded and I think you scored again within like four minutes. Yeah. And I think in every game you conceded, yeah, you, you responded it within, 10, within minutes. ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just that just goes to show the mentality behind the scenes. Big change, big yeah. change. Yeah, like because Arsenal would used to concede and just capitulate. panic. Yeah, panic. And that was it. But it is it's a whole new dynamic to Arsenal, and it's just brilliant to watch. And they're picking up fans of other clubs, which is what we were just impressive. Yeah, nah, they're just impressed. I agree. We look good. Um, like that game, a two-one, I think is very flattering to Villa because we should have had about four or five. I've got Gabriel Jesus and Martinelli in my fantasy team, and fuck me, they both could have had a couple of goals each. Yeah. Also, I just want to thank Emmy Martinez because before the game I was saying that he always pulls out worldies against us he had two absolute stinkers for the goal so yeah it wasn't did we do cunt game, of the week because he might be it, it. Wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't his best game no, it wasn't. but yeah, I bet you're, you're gassed like, I, absolutely stinker because well, like out of the, oh, he must have played us about four or five times now and he probably hit a nine or ten at nine out of ten each game apart from that one that one he stunk Board draw time Bournemouth nil Wolves nil what Stinky an absolute game. stinker should we even talk about it? No. I don't want to talk Moving about on. it. Moving on. Six n- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. contrast, man. Yeah. Six nil. Man City, Nottingham Forest. Champions of Europe. You'll never see that. Earth. <laughs> Mate, the Erling Haaland show, man. Oh, guys, should we talk so, about Erling Haaland? So different. He is... If, if he stays in the Premier League for 10 seasons, he will break the goal scoring record. 100%. He'll get to... I saw a tweet where it's like... Um, He'll get to Alan Shearer's record before Harry Kane does. I wonder, do you know what? <laughs> I mean, that's a violation to Harry Kane. Yeah. But the guy is a menace. Back-to-back hat-tricks. Are you joking? I, I, I can see him scoring a hat-trick next game. Do you know last week when you were like, um, you were saying about all the Prem managers like pulling together to do like a anti-Harlan tactic? And I didn't believe you, but now I actually like buy it like, they need to like pull their brains together because he's nah, a menace. Every manager now is on the phone to every Bundesliga manager yeah, that's managed like, to stop him. Because he is a problem. Look, genuinely, I was thinking about this. If I was a manager, how would I go about stopping Erling Haaland? And I think what I would do is tell my like send my like one of my shit players, yeah, just, just to go in there, two foot him, injure him, yeah. yeah, get sent off, get a like a three month suspension. What's the hot fuzzing like, for the greater good? Yeah, <laughs> just literally. Like, just but, take then, him out. but then you're playing against you're playing with ten men against City. City. They bring they bring <laughs> like, on Alvarez or something. You just what get pepped. do you do? Yeah. Um, they're gonna walk the league. He's gonna be top scorer top by score- about 15, 20 goals. Rory Jennings, are you crying, mate? Because you're like the Andrew Tate of football opinions. Like in the football sphere, that is you because. You know the video of Boris Johnson telling people to buy a, cheap, a better kettle so they save money? Yeah, yeah. Just waffling. That is Rory Jennings. He was like, oh, underachiever of the season, Erling Haaland. Are you dr- are you drunk? Didn't he say how how rude is it to every every like established, established player in the Premier League to say he's going to come in and rinse it? It's not. Firstly, Aubameyang came in first season, got golden boot. So you can come from abroad and first season win against the establishment. But if you've watched any, Haaland's a menace. If you've watched any of Erling Haaland's yeah. football from the Bundesliga, from the Champions League, especially even for uh, Norway, you know that 
no matter what, he, he, like his presence on the pitch, he's built his different. movement, his ability to finish, he, like the way he just holds off defenders so easily. So strong. And he's just ahead of the game. He anticipates the game before it's even happening. Yeah. And he's about 10 steps ahead of everyone on the pitch. 100%. So no matter where you are, who you're playing for, that man will score goals. And everyone knew it coming into the season apart from you. It reeks to me of just pure saltiness. I think Chelsea were linked and then as soon as Chelsea didn't get him, he was just like, uh, Holland's not that good. Or is when it just, just terrible rattled. takes? Or a bit both. Just, he's probably... Or is it? Just, my man just... Yeah, he's fishing, but also thick as shit. Also salty. It's a combination of all. Shout out to Rory Jennings. Yeah, come on the pod, mate. Get <laughs> your shit together. Um, but yeah, <laughs> apart from Haaland, let's talk about Julian Alvarez. Looks, a, looks like a, a right player. He, do you know what? Like, I know if you're an FPL manager, you're just going to captain Harden for the rest of the season. And get scared whenever but he gets dropped. But Champions League coming up, mm. you know, they're going to be playing a lot of games. They're probably going to yeah. be in every cup right to the end. So there will be rotation. Um, and Alvarez will slot right in. He looked really good. Like his link-up play around the edge of the box. I know it's lazy to say that he like comes across like a young Aguero, but he had that kind of like techie nature on the edge of the box that Aguero had and then that kind of like give and go on the edge of the box and get straight in and get a shot off and I think him and Haaland so they played like a fucking Brexit 4-4-2 pretty much that game and I fucking loved it mate him and Haaland up top together is nice yeah then like I I was texting you while I was watching the game (laughs) goal you were watching the Arsenal game and I was like oh yeah Haaland scored oh he's done it again (laughs) he's got a hat trick and it was only about 30 minutes and I yeah. said he might get five or six this game. Yeah, honestly. And you know, I, don't, I think if he didn't get subbed off, he probably would have. Yeah. But, um, and they've done that without Kevin De Bruyne as well. Like, pretty, he didn't come on to about the season. I saw a tweet yeah? it's like fucking five nil down or whatever against City. And then they bring on De Bruyne and you're just like, what a day, what a day. Oh man. I just, yeah. The best tweets were the ones, um, the London Forest fans saying that once they conceded five goals, they got even louder. And it was like, we're proud. <laughs> we're proud. We're proud. <laughs> They won, they won 7-6 on proudness. Yeah. But yeah. Nah, um, it's a good result for City. You know for Forrest, you just got to wipe this away. You're against uh, just an unstoppable force. Yeah, you're in different kind of leagues. Well, you, you're in the you same league, but in different leagues. come up from the championship, yeah, yeah. And you're playing against the best team in the world, but potentially the best striker in the world. Oh, 100%. You're like, just good luck. And maybe because see the six is something to look back on and be like, that's disappointing. But yeah, it's just... Don't worry about it at all because we watched them last week at Spurs. They got quite unlucky. Uh, they've got, They'll they've batter got... better teams than Forest. So yeah, oh, if I was yeah. a Forest fan, they, I would they, and do you know what? Like, fair enough. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. Forest. Don't worry too much, mate. It's all right. Moving on to another London derby. One What's that we another London derby. You talking about Man City? No, 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 no. We were talking about um, fucking Fulham. No, Crystal Palace, Brentford. Another one. That was like twenty five minutes ago. No, allow me. Allow <laughs> me. It's a London derby, and this is a good one. One, one. Yes, it was. Um, yeah. Just you know what? I don't. Even, I I only watched the highlights of this game, and I was like Spurs. They've looked kind of stinky. They haven't been that dynamic team that I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. West Ham just couldn't buy a goal. Yeah. And it- I'll tell you what it was. It was literally what we pegged it to be in our predictions. We said the Spurs, their results look good on paper. But if you delve just like an inch under surface level, you'll see that they haven't played that well in any game so far this season. And this wasn't 
um, different either. I saw Antonio Conte come out post-game and he was moaning about a penalty shout that they should have had that got um, disallowed where he got crossed in and then Cresswell, who I think is a problem, they need to get him out. But um, And they signed Emerson from Chelsea anyway. But um, he headed the ball onto his arm. So it wasn't a pen, but Conte was fuming about it for some reason. To be fair though, if, you, if you're a manager in the Premier League, even if you're a player, yeah. you've got to go for everything because enough times it goes against you. you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But um, apart from that, was like he was using that as kind of like an excuse not to talk about how average Spurs were. And I think that kind of shows that he must know deep down there's like problems there and he was just clinging onto that as an excuse because like, West Ham dominated them. Apart from like 20 minutes at the end of the second half, uh, first half, it was all West Ham. I think, like, if you look at Spurs as a team, they've obviously spent a like a, they've recruited a lot of uh, wing backs. Mm. Uh, they've added uh, Richarlison as well, and they've got Kulusevski on a permanent. He looked good still. Um, how do you incorporate these wing backs into the game more? Because surely that is your game plan is to have just bombarding left back, right, uh, right wing backs, and yeah. just get up the pitch but like it doesn't work if you're, the middle of your team is so weak now, obviously if you're playing a two man midfield against a, like a three or four man midfield yeah they got outplayed by Fornal, Suchek and Rice and then Paqueta came on and balled out as well Paqueta looked really good yeah um, but yeah it's, it's like either you need to get a player who's who's better in a two than like Hoiberg and um, Benton Court and someone Basuma. to dictate the tempo and they yeah, got no one like a Thiago mould yeah. it's so important in today's game and like we've seen how it affected Liverpool when they don't have it to have that that player that can slow the game down or increase the tempo at like a second's notice um, but yeah Spurs didn't really address that in the transfer window and I think it will come back to bite them yeah 100% but the problem is it's not easy to find a player like that at all no they code for a lot of money these days one thing I do want to say about the Spurs game though is I said this pre-season Lloris is dog shit and he was the reason they conceded. So what happened was, is he got the ball played back to him by one of the centre-backs. And then he went to clear it and just booted it straight off the pitch. And then from that throw, they threw it to Antonio and he did like the cute little um, scoop turn to Suchek. But that all stemmed from Lloris just being shite. I yeah, think they- I think, do you know what? This season we're seeing a generation of keepers in like De Gea and um, Lloris. Lloris. Like I wouldn't put Mendy, Mendy in the yeah. same bracket as but, them, but like he was one of the elite keepers in the league mm. last couple of seasons. Um, but yeah, we're seeing that sort of them fade out and they're getting, they're getting found out they're moving to more yeah. technical keepers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, Lloris, man. It's a sad, like it's a decline, but... And I think the problem that they've got with him and it's not that it's the same with Man United because De Gea is not their captain, but when your keeper's your captain, you can't really drop him. No, not at all. So it's not even like... But they've got Fraser Forst on the bench. Exactly. So they've got a good backup goalkeeper, but they can't drop Lloris because he's... The problem is though, his performances aren't so bad that they're getting like analysed to shit. Yeah, Whereas I suppose. you look at De Gea against Brentford, he was getting like laser vision. Yeah. Um, He's not putting up like howlers. I'd call and he might pull off like a really good save again. Yeah, he did have a couple of decent saves in the game. To be and fair, like, as but... a shot stopper, he's actually not one. He's not at all the worst in the league. No, well, he's got. He's literally like in the De Gea mold. Like shot stopping's fine, but if but their if you're team trying wants... to play like possessive, if you want to be a team in like the top four, you've got to dominate most games possession wise, and I you can't do that with though, a shit goalkeeper. Spurs are going to be hard for like teams like Liverpool, City, Arsenal, um, 
we even saw against Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea went was it two 0 or two two one up, whatever. Um, but they're going to sit back and like against those better teams, they're going to play on the break. Yeah, I think they're better when they don't have to dominate the game. Which exactly when when their onus is on them to go and push uh, push the um, they struggle. Yeah, it's and that's why they need that sort of like playmaking midfielder for that. Benton Core, yeah, was sort of he, he sort of is that player, but we're not seeing it. I at don't all. think he's got enough about him. We're not seeing it at all. I think he's better off in games where it's like, like you said, they're not in the ascendancy the whole game where he can like get a bit rough with the dominating midfielders. He can get a bit rough with Odegaard or he can get a bit rough with um, Thiago and then win the ball and counter quick. Whereas like if he's the one that's got the onus on him, I don't think he's got it, it about him. Yeah. Um. Oh, moving on to the next one. Big what, game. What, Big do you game. know what? This is a really good watch. Um, we're talking about Liverpool 2-1 Newcastle. Do you know in the predictions where I said we were a couple of like goals either way off some results? I said to all and I was fucking scummed out of it by some dodgy refereeing because Isak, who looked super good, he scored one goal which was like quality finish and then another goal which he was neck and neck with the last defender but it got given offside, even though I'm absolutely shouldn't so be. over this min like the millimeter like and, they and specifically half the time said, half the time they get it wrong. They specifically said this season they weren't going to do that. They'd give it always to the but attackers. But the introduction benefit, of VAR was was all about um, clear and get, obvious. Well, just, yeah, clear and obvious, just disregarding clear and obvious errors. Yeah, and nothing about VAR is doing that. No. because everything that's clear and obvious is getting seen by the linesman or the referee anyway Yeah, and like potentially they miss something and then yeah that is clear and obvious he's like two three yards offside but when we talk about millimetres yeah and half the time they're like lining up a player's like attacker's like a, like the defender's knee yeah. to an attacker's arm but you can't score with their arm it's like yeah it's, it's all so pedantic and just so nitpicky and I hate it and like oh, Jurgen Klopp starting to do my nutting as well. So he came out post game because Newcastle were time wasting, which they were. But obviously you you're gonna you would do that. Yeah, you're at Anfield and at one point you were winning and then you were drawing, so you're gonna time waste. But it was like oh, pl- people want to see um, football matches, and I was like, no, I think the fans of their team want their team to fucking win. Like no matter how. It Mate, if, if I'm Newcastle, yeah, and I'm watching like Nick Pope getting his legs stretched out because he's got cramps, I'm like, yeah. I'm like yes, that's Go it, that's on, it. Nick, stretch that five quick. Five minutes down, <laughs> yeah. you get to get to the uh, convenient. You get a pint. Yeah, easy. Like, Jurgen Klopp, I think he's just he knows he must know that his team is. There's like a guy a who's um, making a thread of all his excuses, and so far he's at like six, and like one of them's like witch doctor, <laughs> like he's got a curse on the club or whatever. But yeah, no, it's and do you know what Liverpool, you can tell they're missing key players, like they really are. Um, yeah. and Robertson is really like. Looks really lackluster. Simicast has Both been more them. impressive this yeah, season. Yeah, I, I, I think Simicast is a baller and it's kind of hard because so is Robertson. But um, it's like, I think maybe when the games start coming a bit thick and fast and you've got Champions League and stuff, there's more room for rotation. Room for rotation. And you can't maybe Robertson. Robertson will like pick up when he gets like a bit of a break and Simicast can come in, maybe he comes back firing. But yeah, I agree. Both Liverpool fullbacks and maybe the whole back line doesn't look on it this season. No, nah, and they were so they've been so good for so long. Yeah, and it's like they don't not four players like that aren't just going to fall off a cliff and be shit. No. Like, and potentially they are missing the likes of like a Tiago. 
who can slow the game down for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, you know what? Like when the Liverpool get their players back, I know Nunez is back this week uh, for the next game. I don't want to jinx anything because I said, oh, this is prime time to get him in fantasy and he fucking went and chinned a guy. So yeah. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Do you see time. him at the... Um, at the Newcastle game like shouting at the fans yeah, and stuff. he yeah. looks like a right rowdy he does he's a little, little rowdy and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. they've got a big game coming up in uh, the uh, Merseyside Mersey yeah I'm yeah, not even going to do the accent but, um, I can't I, Isaac just looks like a phenomenal player. player and they've done all this without Sam Maximan as well yeah got uh, no Bruno Gumarish no um, Sam Maximan Sam Maximan and then no Sven Botman either so yeah. good result and so Newcastle Hold your head up high. Done well. Yeah. Um, Isaac as well. Just he looks like a. And they player. got him in at perfect time because obviously Callum Wilson's out now. So to get a player in that's just going to start, and he looked like he came in firing immediately. I remember when Isaac sort of came on like the scene, and he was signed yeah. by Dortmund at like sixteen, mm. and everyone was saying like he was in the echelon with Mbappe and Harlan. Yeah, he is a good player, and potentially not going to reach that level, but he won't be far off it if, if he like. Yeah. get like the right people around him to develop him yeah but um, yeah that's a good result that's a good result for Liverpool I mean obviously the 90 plus 8 minutes is just mad 8 minutes out of 5 yeah I, I think that's what does my head in with Klopp He's, you've obviously been niced by the officials to be fair though so like, come out there, there was a lot of time wasting in the, yeah. in the latter stages um, but yeah I mean it is what it is you've got to be happy about it if you're a Liverpool fan but be a bit concerned because unless you get these players back fast in the, like, the likes of Thiago, Ajota, um, yeah, you're pretty, uh, you're pretty screwed. Start, yeah, start losing out on points that maybe City gets too far ahead. That you can't City, you're going to be... City, I mean, at this point, if I'm Jürgen Klopp, I am looking at a Champions League yeah. win. That's, that's all I'm going for. All right, should we go for a little break and then we'll do the last game and some predictions? Last game I need to re-screw this up. mic because it's falling down. Back again. Fix the mic. We're all good. Yeah, just sorry about that. The ghetto set up, man. <laughs> it's attacking Ross. Um, last, last game, game yeah. Thursday night under the lights at the King Power. Finished Leicester nil, Manchester United one. Yeah. Um, this game was it was fun to watch, but it was kind of fun to watch because of how bad both teams were. There's definite lack of quality. United ran the final third, just couldn't seem to get anything really going, mm. and but Leicester was so poor. In, a, in their defensive third that it was sort of like how have you not get, got more yeah uh, what well, I saw before the game so um, it was on BT Sport and uh, yeah, not fucking Jurgen Klopp Brendan Rodgers um, had a like pre-match interview with the man damn Robbie Savage who else was there Did you see Robbie oh, Savage's outfit man yeah he looks like a wet don um, and they were like so Robbie Savage was gassing up Brendan Rodgers and saying oh if Leicester didn't have you as their manager because you can galvanise a team, blah, blah, blah. He was like, they'd probably be up for relegation. And I kind of agree with him there. I think Leicester would be... In, they're already in a pretty sticky situation, but I mean, they'd be... Rodgers has come out and said, this isn't the team that we had two years ago. Yeah, They'd be even in a stickier situation without Rodgers. called out the board. But he did. So they were like... Um, so they mentioned like the lack of recruitment. So they've only signed one player and that was just to replace the final last minute. But um, so they asked him about it and he was like, Obviously, I would have liked to get in the market a bit more. I haven't had that opportunity, but I've got to kick on. And I like that from Brendan Rodgers, that he didn't complain. He said, oh, that's our challenge and we've got to move on with Literally it. Literally the opposite of Scott Parker. But you've got to feel for him because there is a definite lack of depth and there's problems in key areas that they haven't addressed. 
Yeah, I mean, the only real bright spots for me last night were uh, Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes is I a thought player. I Dewsbury Hall had a decent game. I like Dewsbury Hall. And I think Luke Thomas as well. He's not the most spectacular left back. He's all right. But he's actually not yeah, bad at all. all right. And he, he was up against, um, like, was it Erlanger? Erlanger and then, like, Bruno Fernandes moved out there. But yeah, yeah he played I well. Mean, but the, the problem for me is watching Leicester in their transitions. So they'll have the ball. And they'll lose it like up in Man United's half, and their transition to counter what Man United are doing is so slow. Yeah, and that's what led to the goal. Like Rashford didn't have like a great game, but he was making Both number nine. He was making runs that made lots of space in behind. And Johnny yeah. Evans, I felt for the boy. Oh yeah, I was watching him, burned. and he wasn't even that. I don't even think he had a bad game. But no one else was covering the space yeah, behind him for the so, goal. Like, if you watch the goal, yeah, stuck, yeah, he's got to go all the way out to track the run. And is it Sumare or Ndidi who's got to come all the way back? Yeah, indeed. And yeah. they just don't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what was he meant to do? If he doesn't go with the runner, they've got a free man out there. Yeah. And potentially you say, all right, but then at that point, they've got to put the ball into the box or however they want to do it. But I think the right idea is to go with that and expect your, expect the most of your Someone teammates. To cover you. You're a Premier League, you're a Premier League side. You're a Premier League quality player. You make enough money, yeah? You should be able to read the game like you that. You know who, who that's reminiscent of? Fucking Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw. When they used to do that to each other all the time. And you can see Man United's kind of positive turn in results when them two aren't in the team because the IQ is now in that back line. Varane had a very solid game. Martinez had a very solid game. He's, a, quite, he's a bit good. of a uh, yellow card merchant, like Martinez. Though. Oh, yeah, mate. He's Larry Ute, mate. Yeah, and he gets. Like because of his physicality, he, he goes. He gets, for yeah, it, he yeah. goes more than he's like proving a point. A bit like so. us, yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, literally us. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, I think May United's defense looked good, but both teams in the middle third and final third looked a bit average for me. Rashford didn't have a good game. I think he him at number nine doesn't work. Jamie Vardy, I think, is past it. Him at number nine now. I think you'd start in at Chelsea and Dakar every week. I think I'll start Dakar. I think Dakar's got a lot of quality. Yeah, so I don't. I think them two. If you made those changes pre-game, brought Ronaldo and Dakar in, could have been a more competitive game. I don't maybe. like this. Um, they set up like a four-one-four-one Leicester, and they transition to a four-three-three when they're they're in possession. I think you've got to go for like a four-three-three, and then potentially like drop it to like I don't know a 4-2-3-1 when you're, when you're out mm. of possession just so you have that in the middle of the pitch they look so light yeah because they're playing currently Madison out at right wing and Harvey Barnes at left wing and then Tielemans I don't think Har- middle, uh, not Harvey Barnes I don't think Madison's a winger I think nah, he's, you, not he's got to play Cam he's, he's got so to much better the game. having the game go through him when he's 100%. like 100% even as like a like a shadow striker he's, he's really good <laughs> he's got to be in the middle and that's why Leicester look light is because they're obviously they've got a light squad anyway but um when he's not in the middle, him and Tielemans is like a midfield with Ndidi is the, obviously they've got no centre-backs, Ndidi played centre-back, but Ndidi and Tielemans with Madison just in front of them, that's a good midfield. That's a really good midfield. And that might be better than Liverpool's midfield at the minute. Exactly. And so I think getting back to that would be good for Rodgers. Obviously there's injuries and whatnot, but I think Leicester right now, there's problems there. Yeah, big problems. I just... Like the only, like we said, the only bright sparks were really Harvey Barnes. He, he missed uh, a good opportunity right at the end, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Man United looked devoid of sort of ideas around the final third. I think. I think there's definitely I think, uh, Ronaldo pro- had a stinker when he came. I on. think there's promising signs there for Man United. You can see the patterns of play that Ten Hag Ericsson wants to was do. Good. Yeah, Ericsson and Bruno Fernandez. 
I, I, I like hating on Bruno Fernandes because he's a bit of a cunt, I think. He's just got that energy. You're like, oh, mate, if I was on the pitch, I'd go I for your legs. I think most Liverpool fans would agree with you. I'd go for your legs every game. But that game, I think he was, in my opinion, the best player on the pitch. Everything that Man United did kind of went through him. And the patterns of play United are trying to build in the middle and in the final third. They look good and a lot of them involve Bruno Fernandes. I was impressed how how often Malasia got forward as well. Good player. I thought, yeah, he, he was really bobbing on forward. Very impressive. Mm. But um, there's three wins on the bounce, Man United. Can't Two away wins uh, in a row as well. Massive game this weekend, though, against your bloody boys. Yeah. So um, that'll see both teams. I think they've both been kind of asked questions. It's like, oh, the results you picked up, maybe you need a proper test. This is arguably both teams' first proper test. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm, I mean, they played Liverpool and they won. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. But I think everybody just wrote them off. That was just a strange game. That was a strange game against a very weak Liverpool side who were very poor and May United made the most of it. So uh, not much to say about that. But shit, that game. Should we move on to some predictions? We had a stinker midweek, but... I've got another correct result. Is that three weeks in a row with a correct result? Yeah, you're doing good. You're doing good. Do you know what? The best part is we don't think about these predictions beforehand. We just literally do it on the fly. I was like... I was walking the dog earlier and I was like, should I think of some? And I thought... I'll genuinely forget them before I get to the pod and then just... Well, when, when the games are happening, I have to re-listen to the end yeah. of the pod to remember what my predictions were. All right, let's start it. Early kickoff oh. is a naughty Merseyside derby. Frank Lampard's Everton involved uh, the bottom end of the table where Liverpool were sitting for a while, but now Liverpool got a few good results. So what are you saying? Everton at home against Liverpool. Oh, mate. Oh, I think I'm going to go for a 3-0 Liverpool. I was going to say 3-0. 3-0 Liverpool from both Everton of going to win 4-3 now. Yeah, probably. But yeah, no, 3-0 Liverpool for me and Roz. That's uh, in sync, man. Yeah. Brentford, Brentford Leeds. Leeds. What, what an interesting fixture that is. Good game. That's a real good test to see where these two teams are at for each other. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 1-1. I think I was going to go for a 2 all draw. I, I was going with 2 all, and then I remembered Rodrigo was out and so I lowered it to 1-1. But we've both gone for draws. Yeah, yeah. Nice. 2 all draw for me. Um, Chelsea versus West Ham. A London derby, Ros. What yeah. have you got in this game? Love me a London derby. Um, I think West Ham will be spurred on by their result. And I like what you did there. <laughs> and uh, so I wonder if a Bamiang will start. Um it one. He did just have his jaw broken or some shit. Didn't yeah, he? maybe that's why his um, announcement video was so dry, and he was just like, "Yeah, guys." Yeah, that's a, nah, that's a that's a horrific thing to go through. Yeah, no, shut up, Bamia. But um, I'm gonna go with a two-two draw. Ooh, I think I'm gonna go for a two-one Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Newcastle Palace, another good game. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? There is a lot of good games on this. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle Palace. Do you know what? I really like Palace. I really do. But I think Newcastle was set up so well. Yeah. And I I think if Isaac starts, if St. Maximum's back, Bruno Gimrush is back, it could be a uh, a hard one. At St. James's Park, I think I might go for a... 2-1 2-1 to Newcastle. I like that. I'm going to go for a... Oh, that is a hard one, you know. This is a tight game. I'm going to go 2-1 as well, I think. To Newcastle? Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. Do you know what? I really I, that could go anyway. Yeah, that could be a that draw. Might be the yeah. hardest game of the yeah, week. Yeah, that's tight because they're both looking good. Two teams now that have been peppered for fun recently. Nottingham Forest versus Bournemouth. The uh, the championship battle of the season. Right and here. in the championship, am I right in thinking the Bournemouth came out on top quite a few times that game? I think Kiefer Moore had Nottingham Forest on ropes, from what I remember. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, what do you reckon? Nottingham Forest at home against Bournemouth. I think Morgan Gibbs-White is going to put on a show. Oh, you love to see it. I think he's going to put on a show. I hope our knee starts. And I think it might be a 3-0 to Forest Because he looked good in his like little cameo against City. But... Um, as good as you can look when you get batted six nil, but um, I'm going to go 2-0 nil, not in the forest. Nice. Yeah, nice. I think both back in the forest. We've, we've all gone. We've gone for the same results. <laughs> if Bournemouth don't score that game, I swear that'll be like six on the trot without a goal, which is an L. I think this one might be the London one. Derby. I think this one might divide opinions. London Derby. Spurs, who we both admitted look not the greatest. Against the new promoted Fulham side, who look who the look greatest, tidy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they look good. Rosario, who have you got in this one? Oh, I don't want to do it, but I'm gonna back Spurs. I'm gonna go two 0 Spurs, and I'd fucking love to be proven wrong. I think I'm gonna go for a nil nil draw. I'd take that. I'd bite your arm off for that. I think I'm gonna go for yeah. a nil nil draw. Okay, I think we're gonna watch a nil nil, and questions will be asked. Spurs. I hope so. Yeah. Talking about nil-nils, a team that can't buy a goal. And we say this literally every single though, I've just, I've just gone for a nil-nil in a game that's got Harry Kane and Mitrovic in. Both cooking, but it's okay. Yeah, Wolves-Southampton. Probably the worst fixture of the... Uh... Yeah. Although Southampton off the back of a very good result against Chelsea. Yeah. I think, uh, do you know what? I'm going to go for a uh, one... I mean, it's not really that rogue, but I'm going to go for a one-nil Wolves. Are they finally going to get a goal? I think so. Blood Clark. I'm going to go for a one-one. One all draw. Yep. Nice. Aston Villa versus Man City. Stinky Villa versus Sexy City. Oh, it's going to be another Haaland show, surely. Hope he starts. Late kickoff on Saturday. I think I'm going to go for a 3-0 City. 3-0 City. I like that, you know. Yeah. I'll maybe go a bit more. Yeah, I'm going to go 4-0 City. Back it. I'll yep. back it. Yep. Um, Brighton versus Leicester the Sunday starter yeah normally this is quite a good fixture because they're both kind of on par but now I think Brighton are going to run away with this game going to go 2-0 Brighton I think I'm going to go for a 2-1 Brighton okay, I think nice. Leicester will get on a score sheet maybe Madison I'm going to tap by a fly maybe Madison uh, little free kick or something and to end the weekend's fixtures what a fixture to end it on mm. so the last Delicious. time Arsenal were on a five game win streak they went to Man United, won, and then went invincible that season. And then Man United ended it again, didn't they? And then they ended the streak. But Arsenal versus Man United at, at Old, Old Trafford. Trafford. Yeah. What are you saying? I haven't been impressed by United. I haven't been unimpressed. Apart from against Brentford. Apart from every game. Yeah. Um, apart from Liverpool. They've looked... Much better defensively. They are. But do they have enough to stop Arsenal scoring? Arsenal have got injury problems as well, which is something to and bear in mind. And do you know mind. what? United have looked fairly comfortable in the middle of the park. I know it was against a very devoid Leicester team. But um, oh, it's a really hard one. I think I think it's going to be a cagey game, you know. Cagey I'm worried. Affair. I'm worried about if they... If, like, obviously, is 
So who's back in your midfield? Jack or El Nenny? El Nenny's not. Jack back? Jack has always been there. Zinchenko, I think. Zinchenko's still out. Oh, is he out? I think it's going to be Sambi and Xhaka with Odegaard in front. And Odegaard is still a maybe as well. So it could Ooh. be sticky. Yeah. Against the midfield of like Ericsson, Bruno and yeah. big Scott McTominay. I think I'm going to go for a... This is really just... I haven't even thought of a result yet. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Arsenal. Let's go! I'd back that. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Arsenal as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, do you know That's a really hard game to predict. It's it very, is. Like, if you give me the fully fit Arsenal team... Oh, mate, if it was fully fit Arsenal, I'd say like 5-0. Um, but yeah... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a hard one. There's some good fixtures. Yeah, now nah, it'll be a good, exciting times. And then Champions League next week. And the Champions League starts. You know, the tickets only came out this morning for that. Yeah, I. Um, fucked is that? I was going to get the Arsenal Europa League tickets, but um, I'm going to go for. So we've got Zurich. Just PSV. wait until you get to the final. Come on, we got Zurich, PSV, and um, Bodo Glimpse. I'm going to go to the Bodo Glimpse. I think. Nice. Go for an away day in Norway. Tasty, man. Yeah, come on. Um, but yeah, that basically wraps this up, man. Um, yeah, we've had an episode. <laughs> it's been a good one. We've yeah, got Champions no. League midweek, so we've got a Champions League preview coming out. We're going to do a transfer window roundup because the transfer window is closed. And we are still running a football mystery shirt competition. It's a banger. Get, Get your fucking entries in, lad. It's a banger. All you got to do is just comment on YouTube vids, mate. It's not hard. That's literally it. Just comment and subscribe, obviously. Yeah, subscribe. It doesn't take any time at all. Just do it. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe, mate. Please. Please. <laughs> TikTok this week. Trust me. We've actually got it lined up. We've got it Trust ready. We've got it all scheduled. Me. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, now. Nah. Um, yeah, but subscribe yeah. to us on YouTube. Follow TikTok, follow Insta, follow YouTube. It's all good vibes, man. Yeah, get yeah it's it all off, good vibes. Man. But uh, thank you so very much, guys, for watching. And as always, it's Bill Draw. And it's live.